Hello and welcome to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. My name is Chris Rice and I'm here with Gaz Jones. I think you'll find you're here with uh, Father Christmas, mate. Season oh. greetings. You're right? Yes, yes, it's our Christmas special. We did one last year. So this is this is going to be the last of the series for a little while. Um, this is our Christmas special. We did a Christmas special last year, counted down our favourite Christmas tunes. And this year we are doing our favourite Christmas UK Christmas number ones, which aren't Christmas songs. So Gaz and I are going to do our we've we've gone through we've looked at the charts from 1952 to last year, and we've picked our favorite christmas number ones which aren't christmas songs so no slade no cliff no shaky uh, no band-aid um because we sort of covered a lot of that type of thing in the last year's one so just in case we did want to repeat repeat ourselves yeah. um because I don't know whose who, whose list wouldn't have Saviour's Day at number one, but uh, exactly. <laughs> <I'll say>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I heard I heard Saviour. I was in, I was in Ely last weekend seeing some friends, and uh, there was like a, a, a Father Christmas on the high street, you know, raising money. Got the bucket, yeah. you put some change in the stuff, and also as I was getting closer, I was like. It, I could hear it getting louder and louder. Da, 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 da. <laughs> like I couldn't help myself but sway. It's a banger. Well, it's it's he, much better than Mistletoe Time Wine. Well, he's much got he, he his album went in at number two behind Stormzy the other week. Um, yeah. he's got uh, a uh, a, t- uh, a TV show as Cliff we're talking about a TV yeah. show on the BBC in the next week or two. A special Cliff uh, Christmas show. I think so no, you never know. Rivers is very excited about that Christmas show, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that's a friend of our Ian. No, I don't reckon he will. I reckon that's a bit of sarcasm in there. Oh, really? Oh, I thought it was a die-off fan, mate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but no, there's no cliff, no cliff in the lists. But uh, so what we're going to do is we do it as we've done before. Um, we've just done five, five each. Cass will do his, I'll do mine, and we'll go. We'll do it. We'll do it that way. Um, so did you have? Did you have? Gaz any bubbling under because I must admit going through this list and not and to sort of do a slight Christmas pun there was quite a, it's quite a few turkeys uh, Christmas number ones aren't there <laughs> I, I, see, I see we just did there mate that was that was pretty good <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah there's I mean I don't know I mean, Christmas is kind of notoriously a bad time for for songs but you can also get as we proved on our list last Christmas, there are some amazing Christmas songs. Oh, yeah, there is. There yeah. is. Um, uh, but it, you, you do usually get a lot of guff, uh, uh, for, you know, for Christmas. Uh, number ones around Christmas, be that, you know, Mr. Blobby, Bob the Builder, um, Lad Baby. There's no one quite like Grandma. Lad no one Baby. Quite, yeah, Lad Baby. I mean, Benny you know, Hill. Benny Hill rather, ra- ra- rather than buy the Lad Baby song, just, just give a couple of quid to charity. Just do that. Yeah. You know, you know, don't, don't buy it. Just don't buy it. Just put a, put a couple of quid in it, and then Lad Baby will stop doing th- these songs. You know, because they've got another one, haven't they? They, they have, yeah. Of coming. course, they have. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the fastest movement in the West. I'm, I know you really, and I know you can't really talk about Ralph Harris anymore, but like two little boys, no, it's, it's, it's no. stuff like that. Um, I mean, in regards to like stuff bubbling under, I mean, uh, I mean, Tom Jones, Green Green Grass at Home. Wonderful! Yeah. I love yeah. that song. I love that song. Slightly surprising that was a Christmas number. Yeah, one, no, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Dave, Dave Edmonds. Um, 
I hear you knocking. Um, yeah, a great bluesy song. Um, obviously, I think it was Dave, Dave Esmond's. He produced a load of shaky stuff in the eighties. I think he did. He did. Yeah. 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 Uh, obviously, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. He might have even produced Merry Christmas, everyone. I think. Uh, yeah, I think he might. Have, I think he might have done. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, <laughs> um, I always loved Only You, the Flying Pickets. I love. Yeah. I mean, I love that song anyway. But I always yeah, liked. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember me mum having having the single of it. Um, yeah. Um, Jackie Wilson, Rick Petit. Um, um, These are the days of our lives. Was just missed my list by the width of a rizzler. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the problem, yeah. the problem I had a little bit was the Beatles had four number Christmas number ones, five if you count as double A sides um, as as two songs. Yeah. But I've only gone for one Beatles song because mm. um, Hello Goodbye I would have complete I completely dismissed anyway. It's not one of my favourites. I don't. It's not a horrible song, but you know what I mean. Um, so we've yeah. just gone for one. If, if an artist has had multiple ones, so Spice Girls, Beatles, Lad Baby, Queen, um, then we um, we're only using we're only going to do one of them um, because, for yeah. example, and that's more it's more for me because obviously I'm biased to the Beatles as we know from my podcast, and I probably could have all five. <laughs> I had no idea you hide it so well. I didn't know you like I know, I know. I don't talk about it much. No, not so. Um, I'll do, I'll do, uh, I'll do, uh, I'll do podcasts about it. Yeah. Um, so bubbling under for me, I had Return to Sender by Elvis, which was right. a right. single that we always, my dad had. So I heard, yeah. I hear that song quite a bit. Stay Another Day, E17 was quite close because yeah. it had a very nostalgic six form uh, qualities. Um, I, actually do like i will always love you by whitney houston i like whitney houston it's oh, just yeah. overplayed it's just yeah. overplayed i love i um, love i love whitney houston i just i just quite happily never hear that song again well it was overplayed 10 weeks to number one that one was. <laughs> I know. um a couple of the spice girl ones i quite like to become yeah. one yeah and goodbye i like but goodbye actually i think i prefer out the is three or is it too you're gonna say too much too much mate too much the 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 middle of the three um yeah 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 that's great all all three of them are all right and one that was in at five at one point but i swapped it at the last minute and was human league don't you want me it was at five but then i swapped it so that's Uh, my sort of bubbling under so go on guys just give us give us your number five all right my number five uh is uh, the first or the last number one of the 70s and the first number one of the 80s is Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall part two. Well, that is also my number five. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Listen, so there we, we go. We, 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 we have no idea. Um, we've no, done all we what's know, it, what we, we know, no, no, we don't. We don't. We don't compare notes beforehand. We just give ourselves a list so that it's, it's as live as possible. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but yes, so that that and Human League was I was flipping between the two mm. for a while because mm. I, it is quite a bleak Christmas number one. Yeah. Um, another brick in the wall. Um, one of their only singles as well. Yeah. Pink Floyd. And strangely enough, the wall as in the album didn't go yeah. to number one oh. over in, in the UK, which is seems incredible as it was a class such a classic. It is, a, it is a classic album. Uh, why did you choose? Why did you choose that? Um, I remember it must have been I don't know Christmas '89 or Christmas 1990. I remember, I remember getting this double tape compilation. It was called like um, the best number ones of the '80s or something. I had like yeah, a red, yeah. red cover. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure this was the first song on it. Right. Um, being the first number one of the '80s and stuff. I'm gonna. Just, 
something about that incessant disco beat. I never thought Pink Floyd would be able to do a disco song, but it's one of those rare songs that that I would actually get up and dance to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, it's a bit of a kind of dark Christmas number one. It's, I mean, it's essentially like a pro- protest song about you know abusive schooling and corporal punishments. But I, yeah. but the kind of the way the way it starts with um, Roger Waters' kind of voice, I love that yeah. almost monotone way he sings it, and. Uh, and then the way it goes into like a lot of the kids singing it, I think that's yeah. it's just wonderful. Yeah, and then it yeah. goes into my favourite David Gilmore guitar solo. Yeah, one of my yeah. all-time favourite guitar solos ever. I think it, it's I, I think it took him it took him weeks to nail this guitar solo. Apparently, um, there's just something that like that last like two minutes of the song where it, it it's just got that just proper groove to it and like that bluesy guitar solo it's just kind of it's wonderful um but then when you listen to it in the context of the album it you know the way it kind of segues from as um uh the best days or the happiest days of our lives straight yeah into that yeah and it's already and it's already a couple it's like three it's 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 throughout the album there it keeps being reprieved and doesn't the single version start slightly differently because it it goes it start it starts so abruptly as the album version no 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 remember um but i think it was pink floyd were were going down the route of we're not going to release a single like always but i think it was the the wasn't it bob ezrin the producer for the wall because they brought him in yeah and he was like no no release this as a single and he sort of remixed it to start more uh, you know start like yeah. a proper song well, it was bob uh, Ed, it was bob Ed, ezrin's idea to to put the disco beat on it as well yeah yeah you know? yeah um so yeah no i mean i've i've sort of come to pink floyd in later years i've yeah. never was when i was younger but probably the last 10 years or so and and another brick in the wall the wall is one of my favorite pink floyd albums mm, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely dark side of the moon i wish you were here i think yeah, um yeah. But um, but no, it's a it's a it's a cracking song and it's a unusual Christmas number one, yeah. but it's it's a good one. It's a good one, yeah. and, I, and probably yeah. and probably it was a it was that sort of song that even though obviously it was millionaire rock stars actually making it because Pink Floyd had been incredibly successful up to that point anyway, so it was not yeah. a breakthrough hit for them. But um, yeah. it was um, it's it, it feels very sort of reflective of late 70s early 80s that song it certainly does uh, yeah, and, agree with that. Uh, and uh, probably uh, still that album the wall probably is some of the themes of it are probably still very relevant to some things happening today so um it's very, a it's a great true. album a tough a yeah. tough listen it's a long yeah. listen once yeah, you get to the is. end or you've once you get to the end of the wall you as in the album you have You've had enough. I sometimes think, you know, you yeah. know, right, that's it. Yeah. you know, but uh, but it is a cracking album, especially the first half of it. I think yes. is especially good. Um, so, uh, well, there we go. We match number five. That's a that's good start. Five. Are we going to match number four, guys? So what's your number four? <laughs> I'll be very surprised, mate. My number four is um, Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name. No, that's not my number. No, before. shame, so, mate. <laughs> shame. So of course <laughs> this was this was number one because of a campaign to stop. The X Factor, and it was uh, Paul Joe, Paul Joe McEldry, who he got to number one the week after, so it wasn't 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 all bad for him. But uh, um, and I suppose, obviously, so how how old was Killing in the Name when it actually was became number one? Uh, I mean, it originally came out in 1992 as a single. 
Right. Uh, I think it originally got it originally got top twenty. Uh, right. I think uh, Bruno Brooks very famously played the unedited version during the top forty countdown. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of effing and jeffing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and then it, it got to number. Um, I'm trying to remember when that was. Twenty ten. 2009, 2010. Ooh. I should have done my research. Yeah, it was around then. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll, it was I'll check. Yeah, please do. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 2009. But it was, it was one of those. For me, it was like the ultimate example of uh, a social media campaign getting traction and a social media campaign actually working. Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, as a result of of this social media campaign for Rage to get the Christmas number one. It's it's through stuff like this. Unfortunately, we've now got a lad baby, but you know, whatever. Well, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, when it was that whole thing of you know wanting to break the X Factor kind of stranglehold on the Christmas charts, um, it was the first download only single to be Christmas number one. Ah, yes, and you were right. It was two thousand and nine. So basically, yeah. X Factor had had the previous four years Christmas number yeah. ones. Yeah. Um. And um, actually, it did. It did sort of work, if you see what I mean. It did. Mm. It broke it up. The 2010, there was a Matt Cardle had a uh, Christmas oh, number. Oh, was that? With that with the that's Biffy what, that, Oh, that was yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, um, then after when was, that, when was Shane Ward? When was Shane Ward? Shane Ward was the first one. Oh, Shane Ward was the first X, goal, X Factor winner, 2005. But after that, you it did break up some of the X Factor's dominance. They did have a couple uh, yeah. later on, yeah. but um, it you know that's and that's where a lot of charity singles have come into the to play a bit more True. again. But uh, um, yeah, a very unusual uh, Christmas mm. number one. Um, I mean, it was. I mean, Rage Against the Machine were a huge gateway band for me. Um, when I was like yeah. sort of 14, 15, getting me into like when I was like really getting into like heavy music and stuff. Um, and it was it was so nice that when this campaign did start getting traction, and a lot of people were talking about it, a lot of big names were getting behind it as well. You know, Dave yeah, Grohl, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. the guys from Prodigy, yeah. um, you know, Kasabian, all, all these people just kind of like getting behind it. And you, it it was almost like a done. It was almost like it went from this is never going to happen to this is going to happen within a couple of weeks. It, it got yeah, yeah, yeah. huge. It yeah. got big. Because people, because people have tried to do internet campaigns since then. Yeah. And that's, that's they don't really, or, sometimes nah, they do, but sometimes, yeah, a lot of the time they don't. Not, do not to this, not, not to this no. level. And I, lo- I love the fact yeah. that t- uh, Tom Morello, the guitarist of Rage came out and he basically said, no, if this does get to Christmas number one, we will do a free open air gig in England the following year. Yeah. And they did. To be fair yeah. to him, I, cool. it, you know, it, it was it was a lottery. You applied to get tickets. I I didn't I didn't get tickets. Unfortunately, I was gutted about that. But um, yeah, and, yeah. and it, it raised a ton of money for homeless charities as well. And it it was yeah, it just felt good. If if it, it, it felt good, and the fact they did it they they did it live on um, Radio Five Live Breakfast, and they put all the swearing in it as well um you know and, and nikki campbell kind of ap- apologizing profusely to the nation <laughs> as if rage against the machine weren't gonna do that do you know what i mean also, it's all it's, it's funny how the um bbc made that same mistake twice i know right yeah. Years apart. Oh. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was it that was my number four rage against the machine cool. now we talk about we talk about the x factor we talk about that sort of 
um, that phenomenon which happened in the first sort of the first decade of the uh, the noughties, basically of mm. of uh, sort of. But the the early days before X Factor, when there was Pop Idol and Pop Stars, it was it did seem a little bit more ex- interesting to watch those shows before it became the X Factor. It was a little bit more unusual, a bit more new, and we have had a couple of good bands that have come from it, um, and some good artists. One of those. I would say is Girls Aloud. Yeah, and Sound of the Underground is my number four from 2002. So that was the second series of pop stars or pop idol. So that's pre X Factor, wasn't it? It was. It's not the same show, was it? It was. No, it was. It was. Girls Aloud was that was pop stars, the rivals, wasn't it? Rivals, yeah. So what was, pop what idol was, the, was, the, what was the boys band called? I can't. They were called One True Voice, basically. So wow. in some yeah. respects, in some respects, it, it made it quite an interesting Christmas race because you had two singles competing True. for the number one, which is what yeah. often happens in a Christmas yeah. Um, yeah. race. Yeah. Um, and One True Voice and Girls Aloud released their single on the same day. Girls Aloud had a real sort of modern sounding song and One True Voice strangely released a song written by the Bee Gees which yeah. obviously we know the Bee Gees have written some absolute bangers, yeah, but yeah, it's predominantly in the 70s and 80s and not in the noughties. No. And so the two songs sounded worlds apart, basically. Yeah. They didn't sound similar at all. And Girls Aloud wiped the floor, wiped the floor with them. And then for probably for the next 10 years, they were the biggest girl band in the UK and they released yeah. some absolute cracking singles. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, Love Machine, Biology, you know, um, three number ones. And I think, and Sound of the Underground is an absolutely cracking song. And I had a look at the list and I didn't expect I would put Girls Aloud in it, to be honest. And when I started looking through the list, I was thinking, you know what, I prefer that song to a lot of the ones that I'm yeah. thinking about. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think it's a real classic pop song of the noughties. Yeah. And, yes. and I think that's that's when those sort of talent shows were more interesting and it was in the early days of it and it hadn't become so glossy and over the top. It was a little bit more real. I don't know. It was a bit real, a bit more different. And yeah. And I think that was quite a good idea. What they did having the two, two bands compete against each other. So they mm. built the bands up, didn't they? From, I think it was 10, um, 10 girls, 10, 10 boys yeah. built them to a five piece each. Then here's your song. Yeah. and then promoting the song and having it as a proper number one race and it would have been in those days 2002 it would have been cd singles yeah it was proper that, people that, would have gone out that, and buy the singles yeah, that's free download um yeah it's, it's mad to think that you know um cheryl barely made it into the group as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i always remember I that i remember that at the time um but yeah there's it's 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 yeah it's, it's a wonderful kind of catchy early noughties banger um yeah. and yeah girls aloud their greatest hits is it's an unbelievable cd it's yeah, so yeah, good. yeah 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 um and and and, and, and and little mix has sort of taken over their mantle a little yeah, bit in yeah, some respects similar yeah, types of songs yeah. bands from a similar sort of background because obviously they came from they came from uh from the x factor x factor but, yeah. you know and, yeah, and that, that you know it goes to show that you do get you do get at times certain uh, decent decent people from it. It's just the whole thing of there's no there was there was a no 
challenge for a Christmas number one. At least with this this one, it was like yeah. two people, two bands putting out a single. Which yeah. one of these two are going to be Christmas number one? And especially the girls, obviously the girls' loud one was an absolute cracking pop song. Um, I think I think recently they had a I saw that there was a special vinyl cop edition celebrating twenty years of it, which it was, was obviously it was two thousand two. That's mad. Twenty years. Uh, Jesus. Twenty years of it. So that was Christmas number one. This this time twenty years ago. So there we go. That's my number four. Uh, right, my number three. Yep. My number three. Um, possibly the ultimate double A side. Uh, we have the Beatles with Day Tripper, and we can work it out. Oh, you've got you've got you've gone for it. So, out of, if you had a choice out of those two songs, which is which is the best one, do you think? Because it's, oh, it's oh, day, day, both day, crackers. Day Tripper, day Tripper is the one, but. No, not at all. Um, I mean, obviously recorded during the Rubber Soul sessions, and yeah, it's yeah. it's mad that the the quality of stuff that they were pushing out in 1965, 65, Five, it 65, been, yeah. 60, 65, it would have been that. Yeah, one, yeah. that's it's it's mental, it's mental, it's mental. Yeah. And I mean, I mean Day, Day Tripper is essentially it's essentially a Motown song. It's kind of a cross between like My Girl and uh money uh you know yeah money that's what i want um and but then you know it's data it's got that it's it, it, that rollicking riff riff yeah i think you call it an ostinato well, they were tech. really into that the beatles at that period yeah, because were. you had drive my car is a similar yeah. that type of riff yeah. and then paperback writer has a yeah. slight the year after as a site yeah. so that sort yeah. of rubber soul yeah that period, period. Yeah, they did that, have that sort yeah. of yeah that is my that. favorite periods of the Beatles. yeah it just is it's, it's it's unbelievable and but you know we, we can work it out is is, is wonderfully kind of wistful positive yeah, yeah. Well, well well the verses are all wistful and yeah positive. the middle eight the, the middle eight is, which is, is obviously Lennon. that's you know that's the bit that lennon wrote yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but but then it got when it goes to the three four time no fussing and fighting yeah. my friend that bit apparently yeah. it was yeah. george ha- george harrison brought in wow. and suggested the three four time but would you and it's it, it but it, it's just wonderful and the thing i love about we can work out is just straight in try to see yeah it, yeah, yeah straight and, no, and no, that's no. that's that was the beauty of Lennon McCartney, the way that they could complement each other like that, and also okay. the way they used to be able to effort, effortlessly change the timings of the song from yeah. four, four, three, yeah. four, yeah. without yeah. it sounding clunky. Yeah, which because you could do. When, when bands can when you could do that, you could change, keep taming the timings within a yeah. song. Yeah. It can make a song sound disjointed yep. and clunky. And when they yep. did it, and they often did did it without even yeah. knowing they were doing it, yeah, a lot of the time. Um, it's ridiculous. They could, they sort of, they met their absolute command of melody and pop songs and lyrics and musicianship. I mean, I'm talking about all four of them. Yeah. Is um is un is unparalleled. Unpar- yeah, it is it is unparalleled, and and I, I know it's a. It's a cliche to say, oh, the Beatles were bloody good, but they really were. And I think th- th- this period when they were just they were just throwing these songs out there as a double A side, yeah, wasn't going to be on the album, 
And it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just outrageous. It's, people, people who, people, you know, you, everyone, you can't like everything. And there are obviously people who absolutely love the Beatles. There's obviously people who find them overrated. But it's got to be something if Revolver's still getting at number two in the album charts after all these years. Yeah. After their hits out. Yeah, well, yeah, it's but got it's, to be something. It's, yeah, middle-aged people like you buying it again. Well, I suppose so. But it's got to be something. And it's, it can't just be me. And, uh, but, um, yeah, so, 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 sorry to break this to you, mate, but the Beatles aren't your secret little band. I'm sorry, what? mate. A few other people have heard of them as well. No, what, what, what I'm saying is more, what I'm saying is more is that the, they have still got such an appeal throughout, you know, yeah. even in this time. And they're talked yeah. about so much in this yeah. time. And there's often a reason for that because they're, they're good. And actually that probably brings yeah. me to my number three for another band. Now, if you said, let's say the Beatles are the most loved band in the UK, probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Second one has got to be Queen, hasn't it? Oh yeah. So I, I've got so, so, I had to have this at number so, three. Certainly, certainly these days, blimey. I had to have this number three. Bohemian Rhapsody's at number three for me. Okay. And yes, it's we've heard it a fair few times. <laughs> here's, another, here's another band that could change the uh, timings and the uh, the timings and the structure of a song fairly effortlessly without uh, without it's it sounding uh, clunky. And Bohemian Rhapsody is an absolute crazy song. Um, if you think about it, it's a mad song, but it's so it's popular. Ridiculous. It's, ridiculous. you know, there's there's a reason why it's one of the biggest set songs of all time. One of the most popular songs of all time. Always still gets nominated in polls and all that type of thing. It's a crack. It's overplayed. There's no oh, doubt about it, yeah. but it, it's an absolute cracker. And I, I, I looked at it. And I was thinking there's no way I can not put Bohemian Rhapsody on my top five list. And to be honest, there's not much more I need to speak about Bohemian Rhapsody because no. <laughs> it's um, not my favourite Queen song. It's not my favourite oh Queen God, song. No, I, mean, no, I, I could probably no. list a good ten that I prefer than Bohemian Rhapsody, to be honest. But I think when you look at the list and look at the Christmas number ones there's been, um, and don't worry, I haven't put my, I haven't put Mullen Kintyre in there. But <laughs> when you look at Christmas number one there's been, it is an absolute. It stands there. You know, it's been Christmas number one twice, so yeah. it's um, yeah. I had to. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's interesting with Queen, considering like how like universally adored, you won't you won't get a person saying a bad word about them. No, um, even though the film was a bit rubbish. Let's let's be honest, it wasn't great. It, no, I, I, I I think it would. I I get I get why they didn't go down the Sasha Baron Cohen routes. I get yeah. that they wanted it to be a universal PG family film. I get that, yeah. but that I'm not interested in that. I know all of that stuff, right? I wanted, I wanted to go, I wanted them to go down the route that, that, that Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to do. He wanted to make a darker film because Freddie Mercury was a complex guy, a complex character, a lot of skeletons in his closet. <coughs> and, but what, what I really meant to say was like, uh, obviously, you know, pretty much the same age a pair of us i remember in the early 90s it was not cool to be a queen fan at all no, even though innuendo no, no. was the number one single number one album they had yeah. five single hit singles that year and a re-release of beam rhapsody at christmas yeah it was not cool to be a queen fan when the when um, maiden heaven came out massive album big yeah. hits not cool to be 
no. Not to be a Queen fan. Like when they were starting, when they were doing songs with Five. Because I remember, I, I quite liked it because I really liked Five. But it was not yeah. Queen's Big You know, they were doing songs with Wyclef Jean, uh, yeah. you know, and like that Greatest Hits 3 that came out was awful, you know, yeah. scraping the barrel stuff. And it yeah. somehow over the last, and, and they did the album with Paul Rogers, which was awful. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know, somehow over the last 10, 15 years, I don't know if it was like, for, and for some reason, Don't Stop Me Now is one of the biggest Queen songs. Yeah. It's kind of come yeah. out completely out of left field. It's yeah. Kind of forgotten 70s song that they had is now one of the, is now more popular than Radio Gaga and stuff. Which uh, is mad. I think Don't Stop Me Man was just played like in clubs, in cheesy clubs. And it just sort yeah. of got, got a bit of a, I, it's a bit like I, living, a bit like living on a prayer and all yeah, that. Yeah. 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 I, I get that. But I, I never liked it. I never really liked uh, Don't Stop Me Now to start with. It was always one of the weaker ones on the first grade. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I just think it's just that sort of legacy and they just continued and people have gone back and rediscovered them. I think yeah. the Bohemian Rhapsody film did so well because that last 20 minutes is really good reenacts that live aid pretty good and yeah it does last, it does that's the last thing you think of when you watch yeah. it so everybody comes and go that's a great film and then actually when you watch it you're like well it's all right you know but it's not nothing that special but yeah. um the elton john one's much better rocket man but mm. um mm. but anyway but you know there's there's no doubt I, and i and i i fairly if you sort of did a a straw pole and obviously not everybody's going to like it was never going to happen but i think after the beatles like it's got to be queen i mean they've got the greatest hits greatest hits one is the biggest selling album of all time in the uk now isn't it yeah yeah Uh, it's always in the top it's always in the except which is obviously streaming people must be streaming their greatest hits albums constantly so it's like i mean i I suppose that's one of the good things there aren't many there aren't many good things about streaming you know, a lot of bad things about it. But I think one of the great things about it is that people can discover these artists at the touch of a button. Some kid right now is hearing another one bites the dust for the first time. Yeah, right yeah, now, right yeah. now, someone, yeah, someone yeah. in the world is hearing that song for the first time and, they, and they're going, who's this band? This is amazing. Yeah, you know? yeah, and then yeah. they, they, they listen. Someone, someone in the world right now is listening to Hammer to Fall for the first time. Yeah. And then they'll go to somebody to love, which sounds so much different from. Yeah, yeah, from exactly. It. Or they'll, uh, then they'll, and then they'll then go Chris, crazy little thing called love. And then they'll go love. like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, I want it all. Big hard rock yeah. song, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're a great band. And, and also, because, once again, they had all, they had, like the Beatles, they had different songwriters. So you had a different sound and each songwriter brings their own sort of sound you had the john yeah. deacon's got the more bassy sounds yeah, yeah. brian may a bit more rockier yeah. the roger taylor roger taylor is like a mixture of the well it's kind of, of a pop, pop, yeah but like pop 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 rock yeah and then freddie mercury had the much more flamboyant showman type songs and yeah. they just all four of them just was once again another you know and, and also you know every member of that band there's no yeah. anonymous people of the Queen. No, Even I mean, John Deacon has been retired for years, but you know who he is still, yeah, and all that yeah. type of thing. So, yeah, but, so, yeah, yeah. So number three is Bohemian Rhapsody for me. Never heard it. No. <laughs> um, nine weeks number one. Nine weeks at number one in the seventies, and then another five in the nineties. So, five in the nineties. Yeah. 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 Uh, right. My number two. Yeah. Coming in at number two. And I mean, my top two are pretty much kind of interchangeable, really. Um, 
but number two, um, Pet Shop Boys, always on my mind. Number two for me, Pet Shop Boys, <laughs> always on my mind. Oh, that's incredible, mate. That's incredible. Almost was number one. Almost yeah, was number yeah, one same, as well. Same, yeah, same, same here. I mean, I remember, I remember loving this song so much. I, I got now eleven because <laughs> it had it on it. Nice. What else? What else, is, what else is on now eleven, mate? It wasn't a great one, now no. eleven. To be honest, the fourth side was a load of sort of late eighties dance tracks, which probably yeah. is quite good now. But at the time, yeah. you're not that. It had um, um, Billy Ocean, "Get Out of My Dreams," "Get Into oh, My Car" on it. Brilliant. It had it had Kylie. I should be so lucky on it. I think okay. it also had um, an Eddie Cochran song. It had it had um, Yaz, but the one before the only way is out. Oh, which was uh, more of a uh, dance doc, track. Yeah, doc, Doctor in the House with Cold Cut. Yeah, yes, it had that one. Um, all that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I, I more or less got it because always uh, my mind was on it, and I loved that yeah. song so much. And it's one of the. It's got to be one of the best covers of all time, isn't it? Because it, yeah, it changes the song so much yeah. for the better. When I mean, it makes it into like a, it's like a stadium pop song. Like the production on it is so huge. When yeah. when when those keyboard stabs come in at the start, bam, 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 bam. Bum, bum. It's 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 verging on, I don't know, like heavy metal or something. It's yeah. so it's so heavy and so big. I like yeah. Is it the best cover of all time? It's certainly up there, man. I um, mean, it kept it kept the, it kept the Pogues from Christmas number one. Yeah, a certain yeah. Pogues song. Well, it, it was because um, it was it, they were on a program celebrating ten years since Elvis had died, yes, and they yeah. performed that like that. And I think it yeah. was I don't think there was any intention to release it as a single, but the fans it was like it was almost like the highlight of the show. Mm. I don't know who else performed on it, but the sort of because it wasn't on the album of the time, it, they no. released it as an extended version on the next album. Yeah, on no, uh, introspective. Uh, introspective, it's introspective, yeah, yeah. and. Um, but yeah, they didn't. It, it wasn't on the Amazon at the time. But they were obviously it was probably the, they were at their absolute peak at the time. The Pet Shop Boys, weren't they? So they'd had it's a sin had been number one that year as well. Yeah. Um, and you know they turned a they turned to like a country ballad, which obviously Elvis made famous, but also Willie Nelson, Willie Nelson um, also amazing. was another um, very country ballad. Um, and we made it into sort of like a mid 80s mid to late 80s pop song and and i think there was a few there was a few different there was a couple of cub people doing elvis covers that year i think that's when alice moyo released love letters yes. which is a great version that's yeah, a great version yeah, as well um yeah. but um but that's always on my mind pet shop boys they said it is an absolute cracker it is a brilliant christmas number one have you, have you um like the the video's got um uh do you remember the video to it? Like it's, yeah, it's Josh Ackland. Like Josh Ackland sat in the didn't back they, seat. Didn't they make a film? Didn't yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, the film was called It Couldn't Happen Here. I remember watching yeah. it many, many years later. Channel Four showed it late at night, and it's it's bizarre. It's it's just a bizarre, surreal kind of. Um, yeah, a lot of trouble is a lot of bands. Well, it's a little bit like um, the Pink Floyd film The Wall. Yeah. A lot of these bands made these films, and you watch them, and there you're like. This has been weird. <laughs> yeah, like um, um, uh, the film version of Tommy. Yeah, that's um, old. Yeah, 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 very, very bizarre. Well, that was, that was that Ken Ken Russell. I think it was Ken Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, bizarre, yeah. Bizarre, bizarre film. Um, but yeah, um, but Pet Shop Boys, I adore the Pet Shop Boys. Um, as do you. 
not so much the 90s stuff but those first like two or three albums um yeah they're it's faultless faultless sophisticated 80s pop and i love that stuff i still think yeah, it sounds yeah, amazing yeah, it still sounds now so yeah, yeah my, number, and my, they had... my number two was same here, same here. Mm. And they had some cracking songs over that period oh, as well. We've just seen uh, the one with the suburbia. Yeah, uh, heart, yeah. heart, heart was always my favourite. Um, oh yes, that was the, that was the single they released after that. Also went to number one. Yeah, did go to number one. Um, the video to Heart used to give me nightmares because it, it was yeah. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done to deserve this? That got yeah. to number two. Yeah. That's a brilliant song. They, they wrote that amazing song for Dusty Springfield as well. Nothing has been proved. That was around this yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and they uh, touched Right. What's your number one then? Because we've 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 because we've doubled up on a couple. We have. That was, We're already um, at number one. Yeah, we're already at number one. Well, it's obviously a Renee and Renata "Save Your Love," right? <laughs> Save your love, of course. Save your love, my darling. Mm. Um, right. I always forget my, about that one. Yeah, well, yeah. There's, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that, mate. Um, my my number one. I mean, you, you mentioned it earlier, but my number one is Human League. Don't you want me? Because mm. another cracking. Because it's one of the greatest pop songs ever written, and I think Human League are one of the greatest pop bands of all time. I'm thinking that the '80s is probably, apart from obviously there are a couple of exceptions, but I think the '80s is probably the best time for Christmas number ones. Looking at the list, mm. the, the has the best ones. Yeah, if you does, look yeah. at if you look it also has Band Aid, it also was shaky, it also has the fine pickets. Yeah. Obviously Mistletoe and Wine, obviously. The yeah, Pet Boys. Obviously. Uh, Jackie Wilson. Uh, Jackie Wilson. I think that's probably the the best decade for Christmas number ones. Yeah, the seventies ain't bad. Seventies ain't well the sixties are pretty good as well, but yeah. I think you I, know, I, you, I mean for me in terms yeah, in terms of pop in terms of like amazing pop music i think the i think nothing comes close to the 80s and that's coming from someone who's a 90s obsessive i still yeah. think the 80s is, is 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 it's unparalleled the, the incredible bands and the incredible music um but like going back to like human league um it's mad right because this was the fourth single from dare yeah um Phil Oakey famously hated this song. He hated it. It's the last it, track on yeah, the album as well, isn't it? He deliberately like sequenced it as the final track on the album. So it would just people yeah. would just forget about it. Yeah. Um I think the record label wanted a fourth single. Um Phil Oakey uh, only okayed the release of it if they added a free poster to the seven inch. Right. To give to give the fans something, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. funny. Um and yeah, it's, I mean, it was one of the biggest selling singles. It sold one and a half million copies in this country, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's it's massive. I mean, it was, it, it, mean, it's so it's so rare that you get that from a final single, from a fourth single off the album yeah, to be yeah. the monster. Um, and I was, um, I was, I would have only been four, yeah. and I remember it. Yeah, vividly. I, yeah, it's always on top of the pops. It was always being played. Yeah. I can remember it, and I didn't yeah. even own it. I no. just remember it vividly, yeah. always. One of my earliest memories is this song in my life. Yeah. I would have been three when this came out, three or four. Um, but I just remember it just, I just going around my head that bum bum ba dum bum and yeah. talk about hooks. My yeah, God, no, this, this song every bit is a hook. The intro, electro beat into the keyboard, that's a hook. You're working as a waitress in a cocktail bar, yeah. that's a hook. 
And then you yeah. got don't don't you want me? No, can we yeah. give you you, you, you see, and all that? Yeah. You know, things are fine. Things have changed your mind. And then and then it goes into the chorus. And it's almost uh, got two choruses, we, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we've all been at weddings, cheesy clubs where this has come on. Everyone yeah. is on the floor, arms yeah. in the air, and it's one of those songs like you were talking about. We we've talked about it so many times about you know that drawer of songs. The overplayed songs, you know, the, yeah. Hello, Wonderwall, Et al, I Will Always Love You, stuff like that. Yeah. Right? This really should be in that drawer. Yeah. And I don't know how many thousands of times I've heard it. You're probably yeah, the same. Yeah. I, but I still get a fizzy joy out of no, this song. I'll, I will never I like skip this one. League, don't you want me, ever. I like I this one. Wonderful. You know when you're at a wedding and Come On Eileen comes on and Karma yeah. Comedian comes on. Yeah. Well, this one comes on yeah. you know, I think you and I were talking the other week when we saw each other how for me as well I think I agree with you on this one but also Dancing Queen by ABBA is another song that you should be fed up of should be yeah, yeah. 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 yeah but I think it, it's brilliant yeah it, it should it, it's just it should you know send me into like shivers but it doesn't yeah. I when, yeah. when, when that when, you know the, the descending yeah, yeah. kind of piano bit uh, I'm, yeah. I'm in I'm in straight away yeah, 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 I know. Uh, I, I, I these, think Cuban League's the same. Yeah, these sort of songs, they're bulletproof. They are absolutely yeah. bulletproof. And there's a reason yeah. that, that you know, over, what is it now, 41 years, I 40, think. Since, yeah, 41, yeah, 41 years, years, you know. And I think I still think so much of that synth pop at the time, you know, Duran Duran, Spandar, you know, Ultravox, Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah. It all still sounds amazing yeah, i think it does. sounds better it's, now than it probably did then which is it weird it sounds dated it sounds dated in a good way a lot of the time doesn't well, it I, I you know think, but I, I don't know I, 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 don't, I don't think it does sound dated because there are so many bands around now that are doing this kind of 80s synthesis. you're stuff. right no no you're right you know you're right um well i mean I, look at look at the two of the biggest artists in the world right now uh taylor swift and harry styles they, uh, there's definitely this is their music there's definitely an 80s oh yeah. a lot of their stuff yeah. not yeah. all of it but a lot of their stuff is definitely yeah. an 80s an 80s uh vibe to it so yeah. there we yeah, go human league well, you want me wonderful well well my number one is well, it's quite it's quite simply I wanna hold your hand by the Beatles is it my is my number one. I, I couldn't I couldn't decide which Beatles one to put and as I say, okay. Pet Shop Boys was almost there and I thought yeah. I put I wanna hold your hand just because of the importance of that song. In Fair. in that's that song that put them into that stratosphere, I think. Um and was their big break in America. Yeah. Um obviously they were popular over here. And you know, when you look I looked at the the christmas number ones and i agree we can work it out day trip is probably better but i think this one's so important that oh, that's massively. why i put this at number one and yeah. um and it's just it's just a brilliant little was it not much more than two minute pop song <laughs> and it's just once again it's the early early days of the beatles which sometimes get i think overlooked for the later days and yeah. when it's just simple pop songs all three of their voices harmonizing um and you could understand and, and songs that still endure to this day and uh, i think you, you can't get much better than i want to hold your hand in that in, as an example of early beatles i, I think the i think the first five seconds of that song changed music in america I yeah. think it changed everything when people first heard them play that on the ed sullivan show yeah that 
I think literally like that, everything changed in terms of like so many artists have said that was their light bulb moment for music. Be that, you know, people like, you know, Springsteen and people like this are like seeing the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, man. It changed everything. Yeah. yeah. People seeing that made people want to be in bands. Yeah. Made people want to learn the guitar because they want to be as cool as the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, which, 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 um, and yeah, I mean, I can kind of take or leave the earlier stuff really, and, and anything pre Hard Day's Night, I can sort of take it or leave. But you can't deny, you can't deny the excitement of those those two minutes of that. So just imagine hearing, is that imagine hearing that for the first time? Yeah, because yeah. you had those that one two punch of. The, if she loves you and I want to hold your hand, which actually had replaced each other at number one. I want to hold your hand, yeah. replace she loves you, and yeah. and um, those two singles really were the ones that really sort of going, we're here now, and yes, and this, we're not just going to be a you know we're not just yeah. going to necessarily be a flash in the pan sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Yeah. So that's our top five. So let's go run through our top five. Gone after you guys. All right, mate. Uh, number five, Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall, part two. Uh, number four, Ranging Against the Machine, Killing in the Name. Uh, number three, The Beatles, Day Tripper, We Can Work It Out, Double A Side. Number two, Pet Shop Boys, Always On My Mind. Number one, Human League, Don't You Want Me, Baby? Don't You Want Me? Oh. <laughs> well, I've got Another Brick in the Wall, part two, Pink Floyd at number five. Four, Sound of the Underground Girls Aloud. Three, Bohemian Rhapsody Queen. Two, always on my mind, Pet Shop Boys. At number one, I want to hold your hand by the Beatles. And it's it's quite, as I say, we've actually got quite, we've got, both of us got a Beatles one in there. Two of us is exactly the same. Yeah, but not just <laughs> that. But human league bubbling under. Yeah, it was the fact we had the two of the same, exactly the same position. Yeah, <laughs> weird, isn't it? Yeah, and, we've and known, say, at one I think point, we've known each other so long, mate. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I know, I know. At one point, always on my mind was at number one. I was like, yeah. but uh, Same with well, me. that's it. That's that's it for uh, any any sort of uh, any albums or films you're really looking forward to coming up in 2023, guys. What's uh, your... uh, in, in terms of albums, I haven't sort of looked too far ahead. Um, we well, like, never I mean, really get too far ahead with albums, do you? No, I just kind of. Um, I mean, obviously, when there's, it would, every new year brings brings the brings the um the the promise slash treat of at least two, if not three, Guided by Voices albums. So there's right, always something to look forward to there. there. I think there's a new Guided <laughs> by Voices album in January, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, obviously, Indiana Jones. Bit nervous about it. The more I watch the trailer, mate, I'm still not convinced. Uh, convinced just have faith don't worry well yeah i remember telling myself that when i saw the crystal skull well Dave, don't worry we about that. Say, well you know i'm not worrying about that but you know right. we, we should say yeah, I'll, I'll quantum be... of solid we had quantum of solace then we had skyfall yeah but we i like i like quantum of solace i'd actually i don't mind quantum of solace but <laughs> we did go. have we did have die another day that is true. Think, yeah, but there was always, it was it was you can't also, deny it, that. yeah, but it was also a hard reset. Yes. Yes, no, that's true. I, don't, <laughs> don't don't worry. Don't worry. James Mangold's a great director. I know, I know he's he's a great, great I know he's a great director. Um but yeah just looking forward to kind of health, happiness, 
going to some, going to see some more gigs. That would be a nice thing to do next year. Yeah, I've, no, I've been, I've been to anywhere near enough gigs this year. I've been to like three or yeah. four. Um, I'm going uh, to any anymore. So I've, I've got. Uh, I've, I'm, 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 well, actually, I went to see Brian Adams and I went to uh, see the Abba Abba Voyage last uh, this uh, year. So I, I suppose you, I've been to two. Yeah, that's not bad. You, know, you took you took you took your yeah. boy, didn't you? So yeah, we did. It's uh-huh. Abba Voyage, yeah, which was brilliant. It was amazing. So yeah. um, I'd say films wise, I, I just hope that people will go back to the cinemas. I think there's a much more bigger slate of films next year. I think I was looking at the list today, actually, yeah. literally from mid February, where next year we're back to the almost the state where there's almost a big biggish film every week which yeah. we obviously haven't had this year and obviously no. we've had some cinema chains in problems and stuff so yeah. i'm hoping that that'll sort of pick up the that a bit so that we still have that cinema experience yeah. uh, album wise it's very difficult really and um, i was trying to think some of my favorite albums this year and i couldn't even really pick many i, <laughs> I, I think it's, but uh, it's not that i haven't bought any it's just probably don't listen to them as much as much intensity as i did when i was a bit younger it's probably yeah. more time than anything else isn't it yeah but uh, well we've got things coming up next year in music and film saves the world i'm gonna have a month or i'm gonna have a month or two off but gaz and i are going to be doing a madonna countdown that's what we're gonna we're gonna do that um i'm hoping that we're gonna simon and i will be doing a black panther wakanda forever spoiler special i'm gonna do i think i might do a queen ranking with my mate rivs i think nice. queen albums we might do well all of them um i don't think all of them oh. I, I think I, that... I think we'll probably just do five or some of the top five yeah. maybe we'll, we'll do sometimes doing all of them is can be quite tough because you've got, you've got to make sure everybody listens there's, there's a lot of guff at the bottom end mate yeah that's all right because you'll have to listen to hot space <laughs> oh, well i've listened to hot space yeah. but yeah, yeah. yeah um so um yeah so uh, we've got a few things a few things coming our way we we also were, were thinking the other one i'm thinking of doing is we're going to review each beatles album i might try and get that done and we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll try and get a few more guests telling us about their favorite songs or films etc so i've got a few plans same uh, and thank you all for listening thank you guys for for contributing track one side one podcast is doing very well as well so you've had a, a stellar year podcast wise <laughs> yeah yes yes it's um it's been quite surprising really um you know it's been going it's been going really really well um and yeah got another couple of episodes to come out before christmas and i'll be doing i'm in the process of organizing a birthday special podcast and uh yeah more more guests to come in the new year um lovely uh, yeah good times lovely. Thank you ever so much for uh, having, having me back on here again, mate. It's always it's always a good, no, always no, good crack. It's, it's always it's always fun uh, doing this. And as I say, we'll be back yeah. in the new year with doing a doing our uh, doing a Madonna one. So that we can't wait for that. So, yeah. um, okay, well, thank everybody for listening. This is the Music and Film Saves the World podcast. Have a very good Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year. Cheers, bye bye. <laughs>